This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. The pain, the passion, the podcast. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. And on the other mic, the greatest co-host and the most handsome co-host of any Knicks podcast, Barry. Wow. (laughs) What an introduction. Mm. (laughs) I don't know what's come over me, Barry. It's been a while. We haven't seen each other, spoken to each other in weeks. Yeah, I know. It's been a long time, dude. So let's get this going. This is season three. Episode seven. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Rock from Sydney, I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve hey, here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. I'm so happy that we are back. Me too. What is up, Craig? <laughs> I just got out of an ice bath. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Did you, you know that, how often they you say take it, ice baths? They say it's good for muscle recovery. And what the fuck do your muscles need recovery from? That's true. <laughs> so what have you been up to the past two weeks? You've been off for two weeks. You know what? Honestly, there was not much to talk about. Hey, we, we, we barreled through the summer basically yes. doing a weekly Knicks podcast where there was no basketball. So let, let us take a two-week break before we're going to jump into this season. And, and I'm ready to jump in. All right. We deserve it. Yeah. Right? Sure. I went to Vegas for like six days, which was too much. That is a long time to be in Vegas. <laughs> I've gone I've gone a number of times, but it's always, yeah, for like three days. And I was there for work, so you're not like, I don't really want to be there, but right. I'm there. I saw you put some money on our Knicks. I got you. I placed that bet for you too. Yep, yep. I placed $5 for you on the Atlantic. Right. Which, dude, is a really good... I mean, I saw those I mean, it's odds. Not, it's not really good, though, if you look who's in their division. I mean, it's still not... I mean, it's great odds. Don't get me wrong. Like, what? We put in five bucks and we win a, 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 a couple of grand? I actually ended up putting $25 down. I saw that. It's like a $10,000 payout. <laughs> yeah. I was actually upset I didn't put more down. Because <laughs> then I posted, I posted on Twitter and then someone else was like, I'm going to do it too. And then they put 80 down and they're due to win like 20000 plus yeah, on but, 80. Dude, I mean, the, isn't isn't Philadelphia in their division? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do the Knicks have to do to get it? And what's what happens? To, what has to happen to Philadelphia for the Knicks to end up with a better record than than them? I mean, season? everyone I mean, they have to have like a plane crash or something. Everything. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> everyone has to get injured, pretty much. But it's not. I mean, you know. Stranger the things I, have happened. The, the way I was looking at it when I was in Vegas, I was like, I'm going to put $5. First, I was just like, I'm going to put $5 down on everything. The Atlantic, the championship, the Eastern Conference. So I did all those. Right. 
And then you said, can you put five down for me? You actually asked me to put five down on the Lakers. And I was like, dude, what are you going to win? $7 off of that? Yeah, I know. I know. I realized <laughs> that. I was like, you know, I think the Lakers are going to win it all this year. I just have that feeling. Uh, but then, yeah, it was like four to one odds. It's like, really? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, what's the point? <laughs> so then I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give you the five. And I put 25 down again for another ticket. Good for you. I mean, hey, if if I was in Vegas and I saw Media Day today, I would think the Knicks are going like eighty-two and zero. So I, I would have totally put down more oh, money get out on of it. Here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get all pumped up when you watch these things. It makes you have these crazy thoughts. And he, well, I was just like, you know, we got a. It's a how many teams are in our division? Six. Uh, it's five or six. So I was like, all right, there's a one in six chance. That's how I was looking at it, even though it's a it's a long shot. But you never fucking know, dude. That year, 2012-13, we won the division. I know we had Mello back then and we had some vets, but listen, this is the time of the season when we're optimistic, regardless of how many losses we had last year. This is it. What did you do over the past two weeks? What did I do over the past two weeks? Nothing, man. Same old shit. I I worked a lot. (laughs) Fucking worked a lot. Anything with your mother-in-law? Anything you want to talk about? Get off your chest? She's upstairs. She's uh, what? She right stayed now? with me this weekend. Right now, the mother-in-law is in Barry's house. How is this not? <laughs> yeah, you want, okay, you, you tell you, me you right off this? the fucking bat. So you know, I get you know that she sends me um, like YouTube links to like crazy shit. It was like I, I get it very early in the morning. It was like five fifteen this morning. She's like <laughs> sleeping in the next room, the guest room, or I thought she was sleeping. I get a fucking link to a video at like five thirty in the morning from her in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> She's still texting me oh, video. No. And what was that link? I don't. I don't even know at this point. I'm. It was. I. Uh, well, I. I don't know. It could, could have been about you, education system in America is like destroying our youth. I don't know. Okay. Well, that's not bad. It's, <laughs> and her daughter's mother, a teacher. It's, it's just your mother-in-law, right? And there's no significant other. There is, but he didn't come. Uh, he didn't come up for this trip. So it's just her and my brother-in-law. Uh, so he's so she's been in the house and she's still sending you links while <laughs> yes yeah right. yep we don't talk about it you know we don't discuss it <laughs> right is Thank that God. pretty much how she communicates with you yeah yeah i'm trying to think what did i almost didn't she send oh, something oh, really bad day, like a week the, ago? No, the, so the other morning i had i was watching tv in the living room and i like put on like news 12 and my wife like runs into the room she's like turn the news off because my wife doesn't want to have any like discussions or conversations with mm. my mother-in-law regarding the news like anything that'll set her off not even news 12 i can watch before we get into nick's media day from today barry sad news jb from nick's film school has passed away shut up craig he did not pass no. away that's well, not he... what happened <laughs> he has passed away <laughs> from his nick's studios <laughs> what he is has reti- wrong with you that's he's retired retired yeah, yeah, that's For the some, term. Yeah, do we know why? Uh, yeah, I mean, I the writing was kind of on the wall. I mean, he's was taking these long hiatuses. I think, I mean, I don't want. I'm not going to speculate. I, 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 I know he's been busy with his own job and a move and his family and stuff like that. And uh, you know, the truth is, Barry, this shit. Like, we just do it once, once, maybe twice a week. We've said we might want to do this twice a week, but it is fucking hard. Just to get on here once a week, yeah, and you could tell that it was it was just like JB was that site was like every day. Oh, for like three years, it was just constant, nonstop. I mean, it was awesome because every piece, whether it was like the tiniest little tidbit or the biggest stuff, he would cover and he would you know kind of continue to feed out there, which is great. 
right? I mean, all these Knicks content people are basically doing all this for nothing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> why do we I think do eventually it? most people just are like, I can't fucking do it anymore, right? <laughs> right. Like there's things that I actually need to focus on. Why do we do this? Uh, so that we can continue to talk to each other? Is that the, that's the reason? <laughs> Maybe our friendship would fall apart if we didn't have this. No, I'm just joking. Because we like it. We like talking about the news. We do you like get, it. You know. Yeah. I get excited when people are listening. Seeing those those numbers go up, it's great. And we might have that exciting new sponsor coming up in the next couple of weeks, which will be delicious. I was thinking about that today. Uh, we got to get back in touch with them. Yes. <laughs> right. What is that? Uh, the Crumb Cake Company. Clarkson Crumb. Barry and I are just going to be eating, chumping on crumb cakes every episode. <laughs> All right, dude. Nick's media day was today. Finally, we're like so close to fucking basketball. I can taste it. And the silence, the silence has been broken. I mean, there's been no words from the front office since free agency began a few months ago. How do we want to do this? How do we want to go through it? I, I pulled some clips I'm sure you've got some stuff you want to talk about. Well, I love when you pull clips. I mean, I don't want to insult you, but you've been getting kind of lazy on the show. Um, you know, it's funny. We haven't done an episode. I, I went back. Wait, Barry, like, fuck. What? I mean, what the fuck, Barry? I'm getting I, I, lazy. Dude, I went back to like a year ago. I was like, let me listen to like an old episode oh, that I haven't fuck. listened to. There were so many like drops and like clips and audio things that you would uh -huh. like edit into the show and you just don't do it anymore. Dude, because I was staying up until like four or five in the morning every fucking night doing these podcasts, sleeping for like an hour and then going to work. And unless you all want me to fucking be like JB and this fucking podcast goes away, <laughs> it can't be like that. All right. Right. It's for it's for your sanity and for the uh, the longevity of the show. But I'm 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 stoked that you pulled clips. Not to toot my own horn or anything, Barry. But you you get off, we talk. You go to fucking sleep. All right. That's right. And you're everyone's fucking favorite. Okay, so that fucking hurts. And then meanwhile, <laughs> I'm up for three, four hours after we get off the after off of fucking Skype, and I'm fucking editing all this shit together. And then the next day, when I have to hear shit about how you're the fucking favorite, Barry, why am I going it now? I'm I'm getting too angry. We've been off for two weeks. Let's just get into this. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's get into it. I can tell I'm making you uncomfortable. So I'll, we'll play some clips. We'll talk about some things and. Uh, You'll tell me some things you liked. Maybe I pulled them. Maybe I didn't. If I didn't, I'm not going to do it. All right, Barry? <laughs> That's fine. All right. I loved this bite, dude. This was one of the first things Steve Mills said. All right? Good morning. Thanks, for everybody, for coming today. We're, uh, we're excited. We're looking forward to finally getting back into basketball business. Uh, look forward to getting our guys uh, in the gym, starting practice tomorrow, something we're excited about. So, Barry, yeah. that was just a little taste. I just got excited. First of all, Steve Mills sounds nervous as fuck. Did you notice that for the whole time he was speaking? Well, he had like three months to figure out what he was going to say. <laughs> he shouldn't be that nervous. He was nervous. But, dude, he said, bath, he said practice starts tomorrow. And for me, that was like I'm watching Nick's Media Day, and I'm not really – I didn't really know. It didn't really hit me. That basketball is officially back. You just think today's a day they're just going to all fucking talk for a little bit. But Dude, it there's a preseason game one week from today. I know. It's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Next Monday, there's a fucking game on. Dude, it's going to be amazing. Ugh. So that was it. All right. Did you, did you hear Scott Perry talk? Um, 
bring up, you know, all the everyone commenting about how many power forwards they signed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been addressed by everybody. I mean, first it was like so much chatter about it. And then, you know, I think Nick's Twitter did a good job of like defending the moves and like kind of illustrating like, look, you've got guys in the front court that you need. You got guys in the back court that you need. I think Scott Perry did an excellent job talking about it and how saying these guys are very switchable between four and five and between four and three. Yeah, here, here he is on that. We've added a lot of versatility to the roster. You know, a lot has been made uh, over the summer that, oh, you, you, you signed four power forwards. Well, I think if you examine our roster at the end of the year, uh, under contract, we only had one player in the front court, and that was Mitchell Robinson, who's a second-year player. So we were going to have to go out and stock our front court and each and every one of those players play multiple positions. They've all played four and five in the career. Matter of fact, Bobby Portis, I think, started over half, half his games with the Wizards last year um, at the center position. Uh, so these guys can move around. We're in the era of positionless basketball. You've heard Coach Fisdale talk a lot about it. So that, that, that really fits in um, to what, you know, how we want to play the game. This was interesting what Mills said here about the um – other max type free agents that they could have spoken to, right? Yeah. All right. Let's. I mean, let's how, play. Let's go play. ahead. I mean, you have to you you have to talk to those players about why they made the decisions that they they made. But there were a lot of max type players that we could have met with that were were interested in coming here. We had a we had a certain way we wanted to build this team, and this is this is how we chose to build it. All right, Barry. How'd you feel about that one? I'm sorry. Sorry, Steve, I got to call bullshit. <laughs> Come on. Take that out, and everything else you said is fine. It's passable, but come on. Ma- su- Max guys wanted to come here, and you chose a different direction. I don't think that's how why, it Now, went. why don't you think so? Because I, everyone there, I did see some lash, lashing out about that Mills comment, but dude, I don't know. We, we I mean, like. Before free agency, we spoke, a lot of fans felt that if we weren't going to get the top, like the max, max free agents, not max type free agents, if we weren't going to get the Durant type guys. So then right, give me we the were names gonna, of the guys we were that wanted say, to let's, come here. Let's, let's forget, we don't want to sign max guys like Tobias Harris or, uh, I don't know, Kemba. Kemba or Jimmy Or just Butler. one of them, you know, for this team. And those might be the guys he's talking about. Like... I don't think it was no secret the Knicks sort of wanted to get the the the, the best of the best, not settle for these mid-range max guys. Yeah, that, that is the type of stuff that I guess you would never know about because, I mean, the player's not going to say it because he didn't end up there. And, he, you know, he's not he's going to say he wanted to be all in on that team he's currently on. So, yeah, Kemba's not going to say, I wanted to go to New York, but, you know, they didn't want me. So I guess it's possible. I am sure Tobias would have wanted would have at least been interested in speaking to the Knicks, Barry. I mean, that's one thing we'll never know. We'll never know. So I don't have a clip for this, but I thought it was interesting how Fizdale spoke a little bit about, you know, how they're in the next phase of development for this team. And, you know, he's going to treat minutes a little differently this year, that guys are really going to have to compete and earn their minutes to help them win games. They're focused on trying to win games versus maybe he's just not going to give Knox the benefit of the doubt as much as he did last year or RJ this year. Right, but I mean he did didn't he say last year at some points in the season, you know, wasn't it him that said, you know, you, 
you keep what you kill. I mean, it was still the same type of thing. Yeah, Barry. You Yet, know, I mean, <laughs> some players that was true, and some it wasn't. A lot of the, sh- I mean, a lot of the shit you hear at these are the same sound bites from last year. Mills and Perry talking about how much we're going to love this team, the grit, similar shit. Similar shit. You know, it, it is a different focus, though. I will give you that. And and as much of a cliche that it is, I think that these guys really are going to play with a chip on their shoulder. I mean. You're pretty much the laughing stock of the league when you finish with 17 wins, you know. So I think the the few guys that were on this team last year, as young as they were, you know, as as green as they were, they're going to go into this season wanting to erase that. Um, and I mean, and you heard quotes which we'll get into from the other guys that came onto the team, you know, like like Morris and and Gibson, how they they want to erase that, you know, and they're not going to stand for that shit going into this year. So that's good. But but yeah, as far as Fizdale. You, you know, that, that whole thing last year with him bringing an axe into the uh, locker room, having all the players sign it, you know, and it stood for them chopping down the tree. I don't need any of that shit this year. I need you to coach basketball games. I need you to coach these players. You don't have to coddle them anymore. All right? That was year one. You want to make things all nice and cozy with them. You have these little metaphors, these fairy tales. That's fine. But this year, that's over. You got to coach. It does feel it does feel coach. we'll go more into everybody, but it does feel a little different. Like Fizdale, I don't know if you noticed, but he did not say much. All right. There yeah. was like, yeah, 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 yeah Max yeah. last year, keep what you kill, all that bullshit. Yeah, it was a lot of song and dance. Right. He was very minimal in what he said this year. So this I I, I take it as a good sign that he was that he uh didn't say much. And I think from a lot of the guys I felt that way. Guys were just like you know, last year you had fucking Ennis Cantor talking about nipples being hard for the playoffs, right? Yeah. A lot of joking around. This year, every single guy that came in for an interview, listen, they're either, it's just they don't have the personalities that, that existed last year, or they're just more business this year, you know? Totally. And a lot of like selfless kinds of sound bites, all about the team, you know, all about making guys better. No one gives a shit who starts. Everyone says that all the time. Right, right, right. Right, but even like Marcus Morris was saying that. Yeah. Um, but you, di- I did notice this theme as everyone spoke, where it was really all about everyone else. Yep, picking each other up. And um, I'm trying to think who said it. I don't know if it was Morris or Gibson. Um, and it was so true. And I, and I'm really happy that 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 this um that this made its way to them. How they said about when you play in the Garden, when you play in New York in front of Knicks fans. Even if you're only getting into the game for five minutes, if you go all out in that five minutes and show that heart, show that grit, the fans will love you. They will remember you. You know, in in years to come, they'll remember you. Even if you just give it for those five minutes that you get on the floor. Um, And and who said that? Do you remember? It had to be Gibson. It had to be Gibson. Um, And... uh, yeah, because it, it's that's what you need, especially when you have a bench this deep and and guys may only get be getting in for a few minutes, and you got to keep up the intensity. You know, this team is turning into what Knicks fans have wanted it to turn into for so long. Okay, all Am right. I, well, I'm not what? what? <laughs> it's right media day. What? It's media day. You can't be a little excited. It's turning into what we've always wanted. Yeah, as far as the, the, the type of player that you want. Marcus Morris isn't like the quintessential Nick that you've yearned for for a while on this team. Let's see. 
Let's see. Okay. All right. So it's all it's too. Uh, you're saying it's too much talk and not enough. I mean, he showed it to you before. You know, uh, on Boston, he showed it to you in his career. It's the type of guy he is. And I mean, you can only talk so much. You know, before looking like a fool if you don't back it up. It is. He is the type of guy. But dude, I just remember like saying the same shit about like Kylo Quinn a few years ago. Okay. All right. So I just. Yeah, but you're not going to see that goofy grin on Marcus Morris's face anytime soon like you like like you would with Kyle O'Quinn on the sideline all right we'll see I mean it's possible <laughs> all right uh the comment uh Steve Mills wishes Carmelo the best basically just like shut down any chance of Melo coming back to the Knicks unless right? it's in a practice right <laughs> right basically said that you know they were asked you know they had Lance Thomas practice with the team Carmelo Anthony you know, are they keeping an are they keeping tabs on how those guys are doing? And he was just like, "We wish, we wish Carmelo the best. We have we have we always let our former players come and work out with us. If they ask, that's what happened. We wish him the best. So he's gone. So everybody can just put that to the side. You think that the media has gotten toned down in New York? Like there were no like hard questions. And I know it's media day. It's like a fun you know event, but like. Are they like there was no follow up to that? Like, just ask like, a hard hitting question. Like, did you consider signing him as one of your roster spots? Like, instead of that roundabout way, have you watched Carmelo? Like, do you know what I mean? There were no like hard hitting questions to anybody. And maybe it's because like they're afraid they're going to be like, you know, not invited back to the next presser. Maybe it could be fear. I mean, there were, each guy was asked like seven or eight questions, and one of them was fucking about ice oh, baths. Oh, dude, yeah, what so, was up with that? <laughs> over and over. <laughs> Does he like? Was he a reporter from like Ice Bath Magazine? That was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Here, take a take a look. Here they are. <laughs> Marcus, ice baths are a big part of NBA culture. Do you believe in them? And can you tell me the story of the first time you got on one? Ice baths. Yeah, RJ. Uh, do you take ice baths? And if so, do you remember the first time? Emotionally, is it hang the butt to get in that cold water? Definitely take ice bath every day. What'd you think of Julius Randle's interview? Oh, uh, my favorite part about Julius Randle's interview is when he was talking about Mitchell Robinson. Here, I got that right here. Go. I'm excited, man. That was one of the things I talked to, to Fizz about um, that I was extremely excited about because, I mean, Mitch has no clue how talented he is, how good he can be. Um, and, you know, me being a leader of this team, I'm definitely going to push him. Uh, to try to maximize his potential because, I mean, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a kid that I'm, I'm extremely excited to play with day in and day out. So uh, for me, it'll, it'll be fun. Um, you know, he's so long, so athletic uh, that you can really get into guys on the defensive uh, end of the floor. And you know you got that guy behind you. Um, I was telling Coach, uh, for instance, we had played at the Garden and uh, uh, last season. And uh, we had played Mitch. And he kept coming. Like, I would get to the basket, I'd get past the first person, and he kept coming out of nowhere. And I'm like, man, who in the world is this kid? Like, <laughs> like, like, get him out of here. Like, I'm trying to get him in foul trouble. I'm trying to, you know, be physical with him and stuff. And, you know, he was just everywhere. So, uh, you know, I can't, I can't imagine. I'm, I'm glad, you know, I got him on my team. I don't got to deal with it now. Julius couldn't help but smile when he's talking about Mitchell Robinson. It's great. That was great. And that was one of those times where I wanted a uh... – I want a follow-up question. Why doesn't someone ask, hey, Julius, was Mitchell talking a lot of shit on the court to you back then? Like, what was he saying? 
why why did he drive you so crazy? Why'd you want him out of the game? I just want to hear more about that. Because I've been dying. I mean, we've all been dying to know like how annoying Mitch is to the opposing teams, right? <laughs> Not just in trash talking, but in how he plays everything. And I think you got a little sense of that with Randall. He's happy. He's now on his team. Do you know how high my expectations are for Milton Robinson this year? I mean, I've gotten my head candidate for defensive player of the year. I mean, oh, I feel like doubt. it's That's like easy. He's getting that. I mean, I feel <laughs> like he's like 99% going to lead the league in blocks. You know, like how can he not? Can we put a bet on that? Like that's easy. Like that's easy. There should be a bet for that. He's got to. What was his? I mean, what did he end up averaging minute wise last year? It was like barely over twenty minutes a game, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, he I was, towards the end of I the season. He was, he was averaging more in but. minutes in blocks per like minutes played or whatever. I think he was by far oh. the leader, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yep, for sure. I can't wait. I mean, he's he's easily become my favorite Nick. Yep, easily. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. I mean, Marcus Morris is going to be a close second. I have a feeling. He thinks for me or for you for for all of us. <laughs> oh, come on, for all of us, Craig. All of us that played the orange and blue. But that was a great bite. Uh, Randall had this other one where he was talking about being a leader and how he wants to push everyone to be better. It's not about him. It's about us as a team. That was, that was great to hear. But, you know, again, all, he said you, for you him, all he said, with the yes, of course. He said for him, you know, scoring 20 points a game is the easy part of his game. He can do that easily. But, you know, he wants to be an extension of the coach, be more of a leader. Not the, not like a rah-rah type leader, but like a lead by, lead by example. example. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I th- I'm excited to have Julius Randle on this team, Barry. Like, you know, I know a lot of people are knocking us for what we didn't do this offseason, but we added some really good quality players. He's one of them. And it's not like we lost. We didn't lose players, you know? Definitely not. And you're you're building I mean, this is exactly what a rebuild is. You're, you're, you're building blocks to get yourself better. And whether that's just, you know, kind of trying to reform and structure the DNA of what you want your team to be, that's what you're doing. By the way, Barry, makes it a good job of that. before we keep going on, there's like a rumbling I'm hearing from your end. I hear it too. And I don't hear it when I mute you. Is that you or me? I hear it too. Is everything all right in your house? Yeah, no, it's coming from my house. Is a bit like it's a very big rumble. You want to check it out or? All right, I'll go check it out. <laughs> okay, here we have Barry. I'm telling you, there's like a. Sounds like a fucking earthquake. Barry left. He's got quite a few random things in his basement room here. Looks like he's got an electronic drum set, an acoustic guitar, an exercise ball. I'm going to have to ask him what's going on in there. Oh, here he is. So, you know, right on the other side of this wall, because I'm in the basement, right? So right on the other side of this wall, because I'm in the finished part of the basement, there's like the the boiler and like the uh, the water heater. So it's like rumbling coming from the water heater. It stopped. Right now. Yeah, it just stopped. Yep. I didn't do anything to stop. It just so happened it stopped. And Barry, I mean, it's going to be a problem if that's how it is a lot of the time. Just letting you know. Okay. Do you use that exercise? <laughs> You should have never fucking moved, Barry. Do you use that exercise ball back there? Who uses that? Nobody uses that. Wasn't a gift from the mother-in-law? <laughs> no. I don't even know why we brought it in the move. Nobody uses that thing. My kids play on it. That's what they do. All right. Up next after Randall was Marcus Morris. Mm. He, he was great. It was basically an interview about dogs. 
<laughs> right. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of dogs on this team. He talked about ice baths. You know what it was? It was interesting when he talked about the ice baths. He referred to it as, well, he said like that was some of the old stuff that they started with. But now there's all kinds of new technology and shit. So, oh right, I did hear that. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, then he was asked, "What is the definition of a dog?" Because he's said it so many times, and that was a great response, right? Yep. What is the definition of a dog? And a guy who uh, is that just playing hard? You ever seen me play? <laughs> yeah, that's my definition right there. There you go. Guys is not going back down. You know, uh, guys is going to go out there and compete every night. And uh, I could tell you this, first and foremost, you know, it's, it's not going to be like last year. And that's what Barry loves so much about Marcus Morris. That get you a little jacked? It did. It did. And he could have, I mean, number one, he could have just said, you know, you never see me play. That's my definition. And like, you know, and that was it. He went, and, but then, you know, he gave you that. But then he gave you the real answer. Somebody doesn't back down. Somebody that fights for it. And what do you think he was referring to when he said, it's not going to be like it was last year? He's not going to be part of 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 a joke of a team and he's not going to let his teammates he's going to hold everybody accountable that's what it comes down to I took to. it as we're not going to be a bunch of fucking pussies this season pretty much mm-hmm. not going to back down from anybody if we step on the fucking court with that Latvian pussy you know what's going to happen Barry somebody's going down somebody's fucking going down it's not going to be someone on our team because we're the dogs yep I feel like you're making you uncomfortable. You're not making me uncomfortable. <laughs> but no, that all jokes aside, that that felt great when you said that. I like when someone makes a a statement like that, and they're just like, "It's not going to be like how it was last year." Yeah, because you're not. We might win twenty games, but it's not going to be the yep. same. This isn't like one of those things where you 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 put last year out of your memory and forget about it and move on. No, you want to remember that. Because you don't want to go back there. You want to remember that every single game, whether it's game one or game 82 of the season, you want to have that in the back of your mind. Because that's what's going to keep you pushing forward. If it's up to Marcus Morris, they will not be a fucking joke. There will be no fucking water bottle games on the sidelines. It's nice to have people on your team who will protect this fucking franchise, Barry. Because we've been through so much and we need it. Yep. It's great hearing about the group chats. Group text chats. Everyone's texting. It's great hearing about people working out together. Those group texts are fucking annoying as hell. <laughs> right, when you're on them. And they're st- <laughs> right. And they are still doing them right. and enjoying it, apparently. Right. You know what I thought was another interesting part about Marcus Morris? Beyond him sort of talking about, you know, it doesn't matter who starts. Even though you fully, he's got to be thinking he should be starting on this team. Sure. But he was asked, can a dog be raised or do you have to be born a dog? Let me play that. Are dogs born or can they be raised from puppies? Born a dog. Born. So Got to be in you. Got to yeah. be in you. So would you feel that the guys, even though they won 17 games and have had difficulty, you feel that these guys have that, that mentality in them? Definitely. Most definitely. I mean, I take that back. If you, if you, if you be around a bunch of dogs... It'll rub off on you. Yeah, I can see that. So I thought that was interesting, Barry, because at first he was asked, do you, have to be, do you have to be born a dog or could you be like raised a dog from like a puppy or whatever? And he's like, no, you got to be born a dog. And then they said, oh, well, okay, that's interesting because 
you're joining a team that had 17 wins last year. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of fucking dogs on this team. So, and then Marcus is like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> okay, let me change that. You're kind of right. You can't, you don't have to be born a dog. I can turn some of these fucking guys into dogs. Right. Um, because yeah, at first you were like, that's a good fucking point by the dude interviewing. Yeah, that uh, was a good question. There's no fucking dogs on this. Maybe Mitchell is a dog. I think Mitchell is a dog. Frank, like he's a fucking puppy. And he's a French poodle. He's a fucking French poodle, dude. And he's not a dog. He's never going to be a dog. Uh, Kevin Knox, I don't know. I don't know if he can be a dog. Who do you think are dogs on this team, Barry? Marcus Morris approved DAWGs. <laughs> Taj Gibson, for sure. Okay. Well, let's. Okay. Fuck the new guys. The, the guys from last year. Who oh, the are the dogs? Uh, I'll who are say potential dogs? That could Alonzo be? Trier. You think Trier's a dog? Yeah, he gets after it. I could. Okay. I agree. Who else we got? We got. Can R.J. Barrett, he's new. He wasn't there last year. Can he be a dog? Sure. He can be. Like a nice dog. But he's going to be a nicer <laughs> dog. <laughs> right. Who else? Well, you said players Dotson. on the team last year. He wasn't Dotson's on the team last no, year. He's no dog. No. No. Um, and you're Brozdakis. right. Knox, Knox is Bro- not. is a fucking dog, dude. But he wasn't on the roster last year. Okay, but he's, on, he's, on, he's a young guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's Who, a dog. He's a dog. He's a definite dog. This is fun. Who's a dog and who's not a dog? Who else See, do we got? Dennis Smith Jr. He's a tough one. Um, I think he can be a dog. I, I think he could be a dog. He's right on that line. He gets like a, a little annoying fucking... You know, he's like those circus dogs. They do a lot of tricks. I'm going with like a, a French bulldog. Hmm. But like one that can jump really high. Anyway, a lot of talk about dogs. Too much talk. Too, it's just too much for you. <laughs> RJ Barrett, man, RJ Barrett was, you know, I'm trying to write down good things for each guy and I have nothing for him. He looked so young up there <laughs> after all these guys came out, you know, he just looked so young. He has a totally different energy, dude. He's just like really upbeat positive but not saying much of anything i really really short answers that worries me a little bit that this grind of an nba season is is really gonna hit him you know what i mean like he's a little too carefree in that regard and i mean this league will smack you in the face so i wrote nothing for him so we'll just move on to dsj who i was curious to hear from because you know he started with us mid-season last year didn't get a chance to speak to him before last season never really i feel like we didn't get to know his personality at all right you know part of the reason they have these media days is to introduce us to new guys so we didn't hear a lot from guys we've heard from like frank mitch like i was so disappointed mitchell didn't speak i know what the hell dsj spoke a little i thought he had you know, he talked a little bit about the selfless players on the team and how that's different this year, how many of them there are. And then he had, he had this one bite I thought was interesting. How important is your success? To, how important is you playing well to the team's success? I think, it, I think it's very important. It's very important. Like I said, I'm the best version of Dennis Smith Jr., you put him out on that Knicks team, it's a pretty good team. So basically, Barry, the only like non-selfless moment and the whole day was Dennis Smith Jr. talking about himself in the third person. Yeah. That he was asked, 
how important his like development and play is to the success of this team. It's like, you know, you put a you put the best Dennis Smith Jr. out there, it's a pretty good Knicks team. But he's right. Well, of course, but I mean any player on your team, if they're gonna be the best version of themselves, obviously it's gonna help the team win. Now Will his impact be more than, let's say, an Iggy Brasdakis or somebody that doesn't get the playing time a DSJ is going to get? Yeah, because he's on the court more. So, sure. And we know he's got talent. You know, he's just got to be consistent. And we hope his game gets rounded out. You know, he picks picks up the slack on the defensive end. Sure. Yeah, but obviously, that, that point guard position on this team, if any one of them steps up and is the best version of themselves, it's going to make a fucking huge difference. And... I'm, he's the one that's going to be know, impactful. You saw Dennis Smith Jr. The best version of himself is like a triple-double. I mean, he got a triple-double last year. He's at, you know, yeah. we we saw him go down the lane for these huge monster windmill dunks. Um, yeah. If the, and, if the best mean, version of himself is hitting his shots, sharing the ball, and that athleticism, dude, I mean, that is going to make a huge difference to this team. Yeah, and you know he didn't want to mention what his goals were, but he said two weeks ago in an interview, he said one of his goals is to make R.J. Barrett Rookie of the Year. So that's being selfless right there. If you're going to, like if he meant it, and I think, I mean, I don't think he was prodded to say that. It was something that he, he gave up in the interview he was giving. I mean, that's a good sign, too. You have any favorite moments from uh, any of the uh, sort of mid-tier new guys, Alfred, Taj or um, Portis, who fucking looks insane, by the way. He he. You Some know. Knicks fans were comparing him to Kurt Thomas. I'm not going to comment. I love it. I think he has an intensity about him. <laughs> I like I like these guys. I do. You know, it's a good group we've got in front of us. <laughs> Is that your? <laughs> That's a great. Everybody's missing a great Bobby Portis impression. <laughs> But that is a great Bobby Portis right there. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Oh, you'll, oh you won't God. say anything, but you will laugh. The, you, you've got the face down with the eyes. Hold on. Do, do it again. <laughs> All right. I'm posting that on Twitter later. That's a great Bobby Portis. Listen, we're right? already in the fucking Iggy Brasdakis doghouse. Can we not get in Portis's doghouse? Do you have to do it? Yeah, it's that. Is it bad? Yeah. No, not at all. All right, dude. And last, the last guy that they spoke to, maybe for the longest of anyone, was Kevin Knox. It's his second year. He came out. He looks big. Oh, he looks like those like the pictures of him when he played football in high school. Yeah. To me, he seemed more comfortable speaking. Also, I felt more so than last year. He seemed more comfortable. Uh, you know. Spoke a little bit more normal than, than you know, being so calculated with every little thing he said last year. And and I like the substance of what he had to say about you know, like specific things that he's seen in his game that he wants to work on and improve. Um, and like he's the type of person that's going to work on it. I mean, you saw him do it with his body in the gym, and I think it's going to show on the court too. I mean, we saw glimpses of it already, but uh, I loved the, like he he specifically called out like the shot selection, finding himself. You know, at the end of shot clocks, force you know, being forced to take bad shots, contested shots. Um, you know, it's stuff that he's that he's already noticed in his game. I think that's that's fabulous. I was very happy to hear that him point out those those negative aspects. 
in his game. So here's what he said about his uh, his increased muscle mass and hitting the weight room. A lot of weight room, a lot of weight room. Uh, so I mean, I think that's just something. Another another takeaway I took from last year. I mean, just the physicality of the game, taking those bumps, going to the basket. Uh, I mean, a lot of and ones that I missed. A lot of uh, times where I got bumped and was fading away from the basket. So I mean, I think that was really another focus of mine this summer. Just getting a lot stronger, upper and lower body. Uh, so I mean, I think that was one of, another takeaway that I took. So I mean, this summer I really hit the weight room really hard. I uh, got a lot of shots up, but I mean, I, the training staff, I mean, they definitely saw a growth in my body and uh, I, I got a lot bigger. A lot of people said that as soon as I saw them. So, I mean, that was the goal just to get bigger and get stronger. So, dude, you, you got to love that. I mean, it wasn't just about it wasn't just about putting on some muscle for him. He saw deficiencies in his game from last year, missing a lot of and ones, you know, having trouble when he went to the rim inside. You know, he put on wanted to put on some muscle for a reason and you have to love that yeah when you were at home today <laughs> watching any of this stuff did your mother-in-law like look over your shoulder and say like oh these guys are in great shape barry you should you know what are you watching you know i wonder what their diet is you should really you know right take after that is there anything they're doing that you could be doing better <laughs> does your mother-in-law like eat eat meals with you does she like does she watch what you're eating no. <laughs> she try to get, have you hold back on dessert? No, it's a very um, passive-aggressive thing with her. Okay. So, no. Dude, I, I ate at one of those buffets in Vegas. It was amazing. Yeah. I was doing this thing where every I went up, every every time I went up, I got a whole new meal. What do you mean? Like I would get a whole plate of food, the protein, the carbs, the vegetables. I get like a, a couple desserts with it, bring it back, you know, with a drink. And then you, you know, would replace it with I, a new protein, a I would new have vegetable. An appetizer, you know, there would be a little appetizer on there. Yeah. Then I would do the whole thing over and I did like four or five of those. Four or five? Yes. <laughs> what? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> you, it's Vegas, man. <laughs> did you have a good time though? I know you said I it was really a lot did. of work. Yeah, you know, it was, it was a lot of work. It was fun though. Good. Um, Any gambling? Besides the the sports wages? dude, I was there for six nights, so like you, I don't like gambling, but I, you get bored, so you feel like you have to, right? So I would just do like the slot. I would do slot machines just out of complete boredom, right? And knowing I did not want to lose a lot of money, right? But you didn't. We win. did have we did have some like we were there shooting something, you know, for my regular job at the NHL, right? And there were a lot of problems on the shoot. What do you mean? Like with the talent or just technical problems? or? Uh, well, one of the problems, dude, is we, we were shooting in the Go Las Vegas Golden Knights arena. Right. And we were shooting two fans, like two actors in Colorado Avalanche jerseys. Right. We basically filmed their day in Vegas leading up to the game, like doing all kinds of Vegasy things. And then they go finish the day at a hockey game, right? Right. So we, so all day they're in like Avalanche gear and shit. In Vegas, and though. In Vegas. Then they get to the game. We had permission to shoot in the arena. And we have them, like, walking down the aisle, taking their seats. We got them, like, four seats. These, these like, dream seats, they call them, right on the glass. Right. And we're in there shooting for, like, five minutes. And they start trying to shut down our shoot, flipping out that, that our actors are wearing avalanche jerseys. Oh, like, they, they only gave you guys access because they thought it was going to promote the Golden Knights. They thought they were going to have Golden Knights jerseys on. 
So, dude, so, <laughs> so we have a camera guy shooting these two fans down by the glass, and I'm down there with him, and I start getting like this, these people waving at me to come up, and I go up, and they're like, dude, they're, they're telling us we have to shut down the shoot. We have to shut down the shoot. We're not allowed to shoot anymore. So I had this moment where I was like, all right, what the fuck? Like, we've spent the whole day shooting. If we don't get these shots we need, we have nothing. It's a waste. And we spent this entire fucking week for nothing. And what what and what was the conversation like with these people at the Golden Knights Arena, like, before they decided to make a call to, like, shut it down? Like, who do they call to say, you know, sh- should we do something? Should we say something to somebody? Dude, they didn't, I don't know, but they were just like, shut it down. Turn, get it off. They can't shoot anymore. So I had this epiphany and I was like, well, fuck that. And I went <laughs> running down all the way to the glass where we were shooting. And I was like, guys, this shit's about to be shut down. So we need to get every fucking shot we need Smart. within the next like a minute because it's going to get shut down. Right. And so so we had like this, we hired this director and the shooter and they're shooting like as fast as they can. Right. In the avenue, I felt like I was in a fucking war zone, Barry. Right. Plus, the place was insane, even for a preseason game. Right. They got everything, and then the fucking PR, everyone comes down, they make us take the jerseys off the actors. Oh, my Make us replace them with fucking Golden Knights jerseys. Which you're not going to use anyway. Which we're basically like, we're not going to fucking use, but we're (laughs) shooting close-ups of their faces, and we're just trying to, like, do the best we can. Like, you could have, I I mean, you could have, like, pushed back at them who was telling you to stop the shoot because i mean you're with the nhl which is essentially their employers in a way no, you couldn't you're, I mean, you're in, in their, their facility if you're in their arena right you really they can shut you down but i mean you but, got, it should be like a symbiotic relationship they you know what i mean eh, it's not like you say don't worry we're going to come back at some point in the season we're going to do like this big thing on the golden knights even if it was bullshit I mean, what kind of fucking podcast is this? We just spent the last five minutes talking about hockey. It's our podcast. We could talk it's about it. It's our fucking want, podcast, right? though. All right, dude. Anything else we want to talk about from Media Day? Um, just going to start playing the fucking close music right now while Barry thinks. Yeah, because that always, that always sparks us to think of something <laughs> new to start talking about. <laughs> the show's going to end. Usually. Yeah. I don't think so, dude. I mean, uh, overall, I thought... You know, I lo- like I said before, I love how everyone was fucking all business today, and I can't wait for well, this shit to get started. Everybody was all business except for Mitchell Robinson. I know we didn't see him speak, but oh, did you see him right. drawing faces was, on the Yes. <laughs> that was great. I did have that written down here. Good that for Mitch him. was up to his usual shit. His hijinks. Sh- usual shenanigans. And he did a great job, too. Drawing beards on. It was so funny. He was, was drawing funny. beards on like Kevin Knox. He's like, mm, let me fill this out a little bit more here. And it looked good. He did Over a little uh, curly mustache on RJ Barrett. Oh, yeah. He called that like a Canadian mustache <laughs> or beard. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's like great. I mean, I'm getting a fucking Mitchell Robinson oh, jersey. And there was this, uh, you know, the Knicks uh, tweeted out this picture of him. You know, they take all those fancy pictures of him just jumping in the air, like jump man, doing the jump man pose. Oh. Yes, he got that. so much height. And by the way, Barry, you're froze right now. Which I know. Is hold on. Timing. I know my uh, computer's dying. Oh shit. <laughs> Are we still recording? Let me just. Are make you sure recording? I'm still recording. I I normally have my computer plugged in, and I thought I had plenty of battery. I didn't need to, and then all of a sudden I saw my battery was about to die, and sure enough, everything started freezing up. Ugh, but we say we didn't lose the show. We did not lose the show. I was freaking out. 
I hear you, man. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. We are just a week away or less, right, Barry, from the first preseason game. That's right. The next podcast we do will most likely be a recap of that preseason game or something like that. It's been a long time coming, but we're fucking excited. We hope you guys are excited. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife. Follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can call us at 516-33-MESH1. That is a phone line that's open 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week with your questions, your comments, your Nick random oh, thoughts. Man. I like how you're making it super clear. You can uh, subscribe to our podcast. We're going to, you know, we took two weeks off, but now we're rolling and we'll be going once a week at least for the remainder of eternity. Right, Barry? Sounds at, like a long time. At, at least through the season. Okay, that sounds more doable. We're available on iTunes. What am I, what, what am I doing? What am I do, why am I doing that? You don't need to do it. They just listen to the podcast. They I don't know where need to, get to do it. it. <laughs> All right. No. But right. they can, you can, you can leave oh. a rating review on yes. iTunes. Yes, ratings and reviews are huge. Does your mother-in-law subscribe? No. All right, I feel like we lost our stride here with that whole thing. <laughs> so, all right, guys, until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.